This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Monet Basson, a qualified personal trainer who is also an inspirational South African, has just completed 72 marathons in 72 days on a treadmill, and he's joined me in the Good Things Guy studio to chat about this crazy initiative. Monet, it's great to have you here. Brent, good morning. It's great to spend time with the Good Things Guy. I'm inspired by what you do, so yeah, it's awesome being here. Thank you very much. Um, I don't understand what took over your mind to do 72 marathons. In, first of all, how long? As a marathon, um, it's actually 72 half marathons that I've done. So, a full marathon is 42. In 2017, what we'll get there in 2017, I've done 31 full marathons in 31 days. This time around was uh, 72 half marathons, it's 21.1 kilometers each day for 72 days on uh, various treadmills at various Planet Fitness clubs around the country. Were you not exhausted? I mean, I so listen, right? I like to think that I'm an okay runner actually a very average runner i can do like five or ten k's a day but by friday i'm done and i'd like to not run anymore on the weekend to do it for 72 days is a massive task it's crazy uh, let's be honest it's not um, something that everybody should do however i really believe anybody can do it the human body is capable of doing anything it's the, our mind but it's limiting us to do certain things what was the inspiration behind it were you just running for fun no, I'm very passionate about people living with motor neuron disease. It's a disease not many people know about. Um, it's a very rare disease. Currently, there's no cure for the disease from a human point of view. I'm a Christian and I believe with God anything is possible. However, from a medical point of view, once you're diagnosed, on average, people live for another two to five years. And it's horrible. And for me, the saddest part of that is government is hardly doing anything to help these guys. Medical aid don't pay the cost related to motor neuron disease. And um, funny enough, a lot of life insurance companies don't even see it as a dreaded disease, believe it or not. Not all of them, but there's a few of them that don't cover that. So, And I've had a family member about 15 years ago that passed away from a disease. We weren't that close. However, the disease really intrigued me. And what people, not only the patient, but what the families and the close friends and the caretakers looking after these guys, what they go through every day. I just wanted to know more. And the treadmill thing came by accident. In 2015, I worked on a cruise ship at the time. I was spa director, so in charge of the fitness facilities, all of that on the ships. And I've done the Commerce Marathon before, but um, I've entered the race and my mindset is such a way that if there's a challenge in life for me, I try to turn it into a positive. And they extended my contract. On the cruise ship. On the cruise ship. And I said, well, you know what? Great. I'm still going to run the race, but I'll do it on the ship. So I became the first crazy guy to do an ultra marathon at sea. So I have the same day the guys ran in Durban to Peter Maritzburg, the comrades, the same day, the same time, I started running the full 90 Ks on a treadmill in the middle of ocean in Alaska. And that's how it started. And I put it on social media that I'm going to do it to raise awareness for motor neuron disease. And things just snowballed from there. I started to meet more people with MND, started to meet amazing people. And a lot of these guys really stole my heart and I got more involved. That led to different things. I was meant to go back for another contract at sea. I came back home, visited a couple of people of MND, uh, met a wonderful young lady through that. And we'll get to that in a second. And uh, to make a long story short, I never went back to ships. I stayed here, was in an amazing relationship. 
and started doing more crazy things. So in 2016, I took on a 160-kilometer run on a treadmill at the SA Rugby Museum in, uh, for the same cause in Cape Town. In 2017, I um, did the 31 marathons. That was done, done on the back of a Hilux Bucky at uh, different uh, shopping malls in Gauteng. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I believe we can't help everybody, but every day we can help somebody. And for me, just trying to create awareness for these guys, there's not many people doing anything for them. There's so many people doing things for cancer, AIDS, diabetes, and all of that is great. And people should, and they should continue doing that. My passion is motor neuron disease, and I'm trying to make in my crazy humble way, trying to make a difference for that. Well, I love that. We care about causes that we believe in and, oh, and maybe that we've been affected by. In 2016, I was lucky enough to be invited to the premiere of US Van documentary slash movie yes. that came out. And just because the universe is an incredible thing. I got seated almost next to him. There was two people um, in between us. And I watched, I watched the movie and I sobbed from the beginning till the end. Because as we all ask, love rugby in South Africa. Of course. We're, we're all about rugby. Whether you know how the sport is played or not, you still have a passion for it. Yep. And when the World Cup comes around, we all get rugby fever and we get involved. And I remember Eust as being the strong, strapping player who did great things for South Africa. And I was sitting next to a man who could hardly talk and could hardly move. And it was really just incredibly sad to see that. And that was for me the first time when motor neuron disease or disorder, when I was affected by it, because I'd never known about it before. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a huge player when it comes to these rare diseases. If you don't know about it, yep. and if you're not directly affected by it, then you tend to not care. Yep. And people ask me, why did I do it on a treadmill specifically? And actually, the reason behind it came later, but... If you look at motor neuron disease, the body slowly deteriorates up to a point where you can't do anything. You can't speak, you can't swallow, and people basically die of one or two things, either a lack of oxygen or a lack of food because they can't swallow and the lungs, uh, the diaphragm that's supposed to get the lungs going doesn't function anymore. So you become a prisoner in your own body because the mind is not affected at all. When I get on the treadmill, I'm going to get on there, I'm going to do my thing, and I'm not... I'm a prison on that treadmill until I'm done. So that's my way of relating to that. But it's a horrible disease. And all those people, yes, Just is obviously a very well-known guy. People tend to forget like guys like Tinez Lanier that played for the Springboks as well. He passed away from MND as well. There's so many others. But um, people tend to forget the average guy on the street that's not a well-known sports star. And my passion is to see how I can help them. And they just steal your heart and they motivate me. There's one guy specifically, and I need to mention his name, Jacques. Jacques is um, suffering from motor neuron disease and he's always got a smile on his face, always. And it's just incredible. I don't know how they do it. And that is my inspiration. People ask me, how do you stand a treadmill for 72 days doing that? You know what? How do these guys live with MND? which is forever, forever. And it's a death sentence, unfortunately, from a human point of view. And they keep on being positive. You're sitting across from me and you're a pretty fit guy. Were you fit before? You obviously were. I will consider myself being an average runner. I'm not a great athlete. I've got a very strong mind. And that's, I think that's the difference. But um, I started this event as I did my 31 marathons undertrained. I was able to finish half marathon, not in a great time, but um, I started it undertrained. And if you look at something like the Comrades Marathon, which... Um, I'm going to mention it, Danny. You said you're going to do it one day. Danny Painter? Danny Painter. Oh, you know. Trouble, young lady. I must tell you, Danny and I, I'm on Danny's show on a Monday night and we do sort of good news and, and talk about the good things happening in South Africa. And Danny told everybody on air that jumping into a pool 
a cold pool, like between the transition of uh, winter and spring. But jumping into a pool is really, really good for you. And then she suggested that I that I do it. And then I did. The next morning, I woke up and I jumped in my awesome. very cold pool. And it was really cold. It wasn't spectacular at all. So if Danny said she's going to do the comrades, then I'm going to hold her to that. You must. Please do. Yeah. She said it while I did a program with her. She said it on air. So I've got evidence for that as well. <laughs> but um, but yes, anybody can do it. It's really, it's, it's mind over matter. And anybody can do something like that. It's just a mindset. I've started this undertrained, but not once. And that's my outlook on life. Not once did I allow any negative thoughts in the entire process. I've had a couple of injuries. I'll share one or two of that now. But not once did I say or think I'm not going to finish it. So it was always positive things. We become what we did say. You, what, did you feel tired, like in the middle? I was tired every day. I'm not going to lie to you. The first half was probably more difficult than the second half. But the more people got aware of it, the more people got involved. And the guys at Planet Fitness has been awesome. It was just the adrenaline kicked in and I just got more excited and more. The end was amazing. And I really miss it. I'm kind of depressed not being able or not, not running every single day, but anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. During the process, you were filming yourself because you did yes, put up videos. That's correct, yes. Uh, of yourself doing the running and, and sort of chatting about it through it. Did you raise money at the same time? The idea was not raising money at all. I've uh, got a backer buddy campaign and that um, everybody knows that the funds coming in from that is number one to cover my cost. Obviously, during the time I didn't work, there's no income and you need to, you need to live as well. A second goal with that is to do a documentary, and I haven't got the funds in for that yet, but we will find a way to get there. And I want to make a documentary and show the world what these guys really go through. Not um, being interviewed and being on a cover of a magazine or something, and I say that with respect. The world need to see what these guys go through, and especially the caretakers and the immediate family, what they go through every single day. The awareness that was created, in my opinion, was enormous it was amazing for me it was mission completed well that's how i found you was through the awareness of your videos i must say i'm very blessed i've met the most incredible people and people that started sharing their stories and not necessarily regarding motor neuron disease but life and things how life throws curveballs to them and being inspired and this is not about me yes it was a guinness world record attempt and i always say it's not my record it's every motor neuron disease patient around the world it's their record but a couple of guidelines for the record i had to have a camera on me all the time so just over four terabyte of data was captured um, where does that data go now i must uh, that's on its way to to guinness records together with all the other evidence that uh, i had to get in all the treadmills that I've been on had to be calibrated, so I had to get proof of that. I wasn't allowed to touch the side of a treadmill at all while being there. So that in itself is very stressful because you can lose your balance or something can go wrong. So I wasn't allowed to touch the treadmill the side at all, wasn't allowed to stop at all. I can, I was allowed to walk and I did walk from time to time. Majority was running. Average time was about just under two hours, 10 minutes over the 72 days. The last one was done in about an hour and 55 minutes. It's a lot of people doing it much faster. It's not about the time. It was an awesome, awesome experience. So, uh, yeah, it was for creating awareness and also giving a lot of the motor neuron disease guys a platform with their own little campaign to use what I do and what I'm going to continue doing forward to help and support them. I mean, that's my next question is what's next? Um, how much time do you have? <laughs> I, I definitely i am going to do something. Motor neuron disease will always be something close to heart. And I'm going to take it a step back with a reason. I said earlier that I've met a wonderful young lady through the awareness work that I've done, which later became my fiance. Vilma was extremely passionate about 
motor neuron disease as well. That's how I've met her. And that's why I didn't go back to sea. And she supported me a lot through everything that I've done. Um, I moved in with her eventually. And we had a magical relationship. And I said had because unfortunately there's a sad end to this. But I've learned through a lot of things that happened to me in my life. Life is not fair and life is not supposed to be fair. There's always a curveball. But life is what you make of what happens to you. We can't change yesterday. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. But today we can make a change. And even in, in our country, we live in an upside down country, but there's so many great things out there. It takes one person to change the world and make sure that you're that one. Doesn't matter who you are, anybody can make a difference. So uh, I've done a couple of things. Vilma supported me a lot through my campaigns that I've done. I said in 2017, I've done the 31 uh, full marathons. In 2018, I've planned something massive as well. Unfortunately, beginning of that year, now we were engaged at the time, planning a wedding, everything in place. And um, on the 12th of uh, March, she passed away, sadly. I'm so sorry. She um, suffered from undetected pneumonia. And I never knew that you can have pneumonia without having any signs. The only symptoms she had, she was tired the last two or three, very tired the last two or three months of her life. And I went with her a couple of times to the doctor, and then she was treated for sinus. She worked in, a, in an environment where there's a lot of stress, pressure, deadlines, and it happens to many people. They get trapped or caught up in a situation where they do more and more. We had a magical relationship. And I always, um, and you can see on the back of the shirt, as always, no regrets. But <laughs> On the back of his shirts, he's got a big, big print that says no regrets. But um, looking back to our relationship, for me, it was really magical. I'm not saying it was perfect, but for us, it was true happiness, true. I've never been so happy in my entire life. And a lot of people ask me, Murnay, since Vilma passed away, aren't you angry? Aren't you angry with life, with God? And the answer has been since that day, no, I'm not, because I was truly blessed. So many people really live and they married for 50 60 years or together and partners together and for many years and they never have a true happiness which i had so how can i be angry yes it's sad and yes i miss her i was heartbroken but that's life unfortunately so we woke up the morning of the 11th of march and i saw that she's not feeling well and i said to her, my angel and she was meant to fly to ghana that day for work and i saw she's not looking well i said you can't fly today and she said I must go. If I don't go and kick off this next project, we're not going to make the deadlines, financially ending, profits, blah, blah, blah. And she still went. She got on the plane. I'm making a long story short. They wouldn't allow her to fly. I collected her, fetched her at the airport, and we. she thought we were on our way home. I knew we were on the way to the hospital. And on the way back, she still asked me, please book another flight for the next day. And at the same time, I can say that, and the reason why I say no regrets not once did I leave the house without looking at her, telling her, my angel, I love you. And the same for her. There's nothing that I still wanted to tell her when she passed away in my arms. So live your life. We don't know what's happening. If you need to tell somebody you love him, do it now because you might not have another chance. But anyway, we went. I took her to the hospital. She was admitted first in the emergency room, then moved over to ICU. Got better that afternoon. And unfortunately, the next morning, I was with her in ICU at the time. Her lungs collapsed. And they started the intubation process. That got better. And then her heart gave in and there's nothing they could do. It's incredibly tragic. And I need to ask, when you're doing the initiative of 72 marathons, do you in some way do it for her as well? I'm going to tell you exactly where the 72 came from. When she passed away that morning, I told her dad and her sister that 
I don't know why this happened. And even though it's very tragic and very sad, I'm going to find a way to honor her life and honor what she's done and also her outlook on life. She was a lovely, lovely person and she loved everybody. She was, uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody will understand the Afrikaans that I'm going to use now. She was a harachat person, <laughs> but she had a heart of gold. And I um, obviously canceled what I had in mind for 2018. Sadly, Vilma's dad passed away as well. He had a stroke beginning of the year. So um, I went to a funeral that I was invited to of one of the MND patients that Vilma and myself supported together, the last MND patient we supported together. The gentleman, Uncle Udo, passed away and his family asked me to come to the, to the funeral. The funeral was in Boxburg. They sent me the address, but I quickly looked at the address and I know where the church, I know where the, ch- where the church is. And I just quickly looked and I'm going to say the address on purpose. And I looked corner of Krichat and I didn't read the rest and I saw the time. And I went there the Friday morning. That was a month after Vilma's memorial service. Difficult going because of a couple of reasons, being a month after her passing away and also the last guy that we helped together and MND that's close to art anyway. When I got to the, to the church, there was nobody. And I thought, Murna, you're going crazy. I looked at the message again. It didn't say corner of Paul Smith and Trichat Street. It said the corner of King Fisher and Trichat Street. That is at the Word and Life Church in Sunwood Park in Boxburg. Was that quite far away from where that, you were? That was about between seven and eight kilometers more or less. I didn't want to go there because that was the same church where Vilma's memorial service was. Wow. Jumping back now, but I've met Vilma through social media and we spoke on Facebook for about three months before we met in person. Now, I never previously never wanted to have kids. I love kids, but I never wanted to have kids. But Vilma and myself started talking about everything before we met in person. One morning, I checked in at an event that I've done for motor neuron disease awareness, and she was in the same area. We said, well, let's go and have coffee. Just down the road from that very same church where a memorial service was in Kingfisher Road, just off Ronable on the N17, it's an engine garage and a wimpy. So I've met a very romantic, met at the wimpy for, <laughs> for coffee. But when she got out of a car, now remember, I've never, I've never seen her. I've never spoken to her in person, didn't have a telephone number. We just spoke on Facebook. When she got out of a car, I looked at her and I said to her, first of all, I was blown away because she was dropped dead gorgeous for me. And I looked at her and I said, the first words we spoke in person was, And that means with you, I'm going to have a child and I'm going to marry you. And I gave a hug. We went inside, had coffee, and there we go. So going back to the memorial service, I went to the church. It was almost like somebody else took the steering wheel and drove me there. When I got to the church, now it was supposed to start at 11 o'clock. I thought, well, at least, it sounded horrible, but at least they would have started. I can just sneak into the back. When I got there, they started late due to something else. I spoke to the family, very emotional. And now I had to go into the church and I sit at the back looking from everything from a completely different angle. Very emotional. And during that time, I've decided that's it. That's, I'm done with motor neuron disease awareness. It was too painful. It's also how I've met Vilma. And when I sat in the church, it was like I've heard a voice. And I'm, I can't say it was God. I can't say it's the Holy Spirit. I believe it was. A lot of people don't believe in it. I really do. I'm not the type of person that walk around with a Bible under my arm. But I believe that was God talking to me. And the word was as clear as ever. Murna, you're going to start training on Monday again, and you're going to do it again for motor neuron disease awareness. And suddenly I was scared. I started crying. I had goosebumps all over. And the service was done, spoke to the family afterwards. And because I was close to the wimpy where I've met her in person, I thought, you know what, if you can go to the church a month after a memorial service, go to the wimpy and have a coffee. 
when I got there, the wimpy was packed, and I wanted to turn around and walk away. And as I walked towards the door, the same table where we sat, when we had coffee that day, that table went open. And I went to the table, ordered a coffee, and my coffee just came, and I wanted to take the first sip, emotional, obviously, and that same voice started talking to me again and said to me, Mornay, go to the places that were special to you in Wilma, continue with M&D awareness, and the number seven, uh, 72 came up three times in that conversation. I had no idea what it meant, um, nothing, and that night I went home and I started checking online for different things, and I came across the Guinness record for half marathons on a treadmill, and the previous record was 52, and I said, let's do 72. Wow. And that's where it came from. But you almost, I mean, that's not double, but it's a lot more than 52. I had the word that I need to do 72. So, yes, I could have stopped at 53, but, uh, yeah, there was a bigger, bigger plan. So, yes, I did it for motor neuron disease awareness. But my inspiration for that, a big part of it was Vilma. And when I did my last half marathon at Planet Fitness Four Ways, when I was done, I first wanted to complete everything, make sure that, you know, the, the, that it's all there, that the it's record is there, in. everything is done. And then I decided, you know, you're going to go the extra mile. And I did another 2.7 Ks after that in dedication to Vilma. That was the last time she went with me to gym. She did 2.7 Ks with me. And I've done another 2.7K in honor of her. Absolutely incredible. Mona, if people want to follow your next initiative for MND and for Vilma, where do they go? I've got a, a Facebook page, The Treadmill Guy, and same for Instagram, The Treadmill Guy, and then the number 72. So Treadmill Guy 72. They can follow me there. They can go to my website, which is mbihealth.co.za. And uh, this is what I do. I love to inspire people. I'm a normal guy. And again, I say everybody can make a difference. I mean, what you're doing through the great stuff that you do, you share the great news. And there's a lot of great things happening. There is a next challenge on its way. Um, I can say that it will be 72 days again, but I can say it will be crazier. And uh, motor neuron disease will always be part of this. But um, I'm going to do it for something else as well. And when I do go to schools, to companies, what it, some things that's my passion, one of the things that I love to share in today's society, in today's work environment, giving 100% is not good enough anymore. Vilma, in my opinion, worked herself to death. She always wanted to do more. However, people say, but now you say people must work harder. And I say, yes, we should. We should give 150%. But we need to do that while we're at work. If you, I haven't got a 9-to-5 job. But if you do have a 9-to-5 job, give 150 while you're at work. If you perform on stage, give 150 while you're on stage. But when you're done, you know what? When five o'clock comes, no work emails on the telephone, no WhatsApp work-related stuff. Then it's time for your family, for your friends, things for yourself, look after yourself. There's two things people take for granted, and that is time and it is health. Once you lose that, you hardly ever can get it back. And we need to invest time in your own health. I always ask people, if your body was your business, how would it be performing? Will it be in the green and the red? Even myself. And sometimes I need to listen to myself as well because we tend to give and give and give but forget to look after ourselves. You can't do anything good or be any good to anybody else, not to your partner, your children, anybody, unless you first look after yourself. And that's the message that I'm trying to get out there. Look after yourself. Time and health is something that we never should take for granted. Monet, the treadmill guy, thank you very much for being here today. I cannot wait to see your next initiative. I appreciate the invitation. And Brent, thank you so much. Only good things. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. And you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.